You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It's Monday, September 17th. Penn State is through its non-conference schedule unblemished at 3-0. Nittany Lions whooped up on Kent State 63-10 on Saturday at Beaver Stadium. Penn State now heads into its Big Ten schedule. We're going to look ahead to that in that weird Friday game against Illinois. <clears throat> and also, certainly we'll start talking about that Ohio State game on, on September 29th later this week. But I want to use today's show more as a recap for what we saw against Kent State and what it means for Penn State moving forward. We're going to have our Monday Rewind. We're going to do that today with what we saw, what we heard, and what we learned from Penn State's big win on Saturday. We're also going to have some fill-in-the-blank statements about the Kent State game and the non-conference schedule in general. I'm going to throw out to listeners and talk about in the second segment. And then coming at the end of today's show, I'll have my weekly Big Ten Power Rankings, so stick around for those later. But yeah, this was finally an easy win for Penn State after, and not to say the pit win wasn't easy, but it was, it certainly had its uneasy moments, let's say that. And this game against Kent State was exactly what Penn State needed, in my opinion. So that's where I'm going to start with the what we saw segment of the Monday Rewind. We saw Penn State for the first time in three weeks this year, have its game plan go more or less to, to script. Um, it was it was an easy win, and it should have been an easy win. Penn State is far and away a better team than Kent State. Uh, Penn State was also far and away a better team than, than Appalachian State, and it was one of the most nerve-wracking games that most Penn State fans have ever experienced. So to be able to go out and crush Kent State like they did. And sure, there were some road bumps, uh, penalties, drops. You know, the offense stalled a little bit in the second quarter. But Penn State really just, once that third quarter started, it was was just an annihilation. It wasn't, they showed that they were (laughs) in a much, much different league as as a program than where Kent State is. So, and honestly, kudos to Kent State for sticking around. Uh, I like the way their coach called the game, Sean Lewis, the millennial head coach, going for it on fourth down a couple times, having that onside kick early in the game. I thought it was it was ballsy. It was great. I don't know why everyone doesn't coach like that, especially when you're an underdog and you r- literally have nothing to lose. That's great. So kudos to to Sean Lewis for for being ballsy, and uh, maybe they'll be. There's going to be more millennial head coaches popping up in the next couple of years. That is for sure. But back to Penn State. This game was, again, exactly what they needed. Trace McSorley padded his stats, got him out of the game relatively early. Penn State got to play a ton of true freshmen and other inexperienced players. He saw Sean Clifford throw the longest touchdown pass in Penn State history, a 95-yarder to, to Daniel George. Which, hey, that record might stand. But, like, neither of those guys might have a great Penn State career. They both could. Who knows? But that record could stand, honestly, forever. Who knows? Um, 
So it was it was the game that Penn State needed heading into the Big Ten schedule. I think it's actually good that they get a tune-up against Illinois going into Ohio State rather than this game because I think that would be easier to sit back a little bit. But Penn State needs to be still a little bit more on edge and more it has to be a little bit sharper against a team like Illinois, especially on the road in a Big Ten setting, which I think is better preparation for Ohio State. Uh, and they do get an extra day to prepare for the Buckeyes with that weird Friday game coming up this week. So th- th- that is the extra advantage there. But Penn State, on its way to being where it needs to be going going into that Ohio State game in two weeks. All right, so what we heard after the Penn State's mauling of Kent State Okay, James Franklin really likes Trace McSorley, <laughs> which obviously, you know, like why wouldn't he? Their success has been sewn together pretty much at Penn State. Like McSorley, he's James Franklin's teams struggled with Christian Hackenberg and for many other reasons in those first couple years, but it looked like he was a guy who, you know, what quarterback would want to go play for James Franklin because look what he did to a guy who was going to be a first-round pick. And now, you know, he looked he looked so bad in his last two years at Penn State. But Chase McSorley has been phenomenal, obviously. He had another big day on Saturday. Two touchdowns in the air, three on the ground. Only completed half of his 22 passes, but again, drops were an issue. He rewrote the Penn State record books with 23. Uh, he got his, he's now up to 23 career rushing touchdowns which passed Daryl Clark for the most by Penn State quarterback in history. And Tracy Sorley also went above the 1,000-yard career rushing mark uh, during during that Kent State game. So also Tracy McSorley has not lost a home game ever as Penn State starter, which many Penn State fans hope stays intact by the end of the month. Uh, so here's what James Franklin had to say about Trace McSorley after another impressive performance from the senior quarterback. If you're a young quarterback out there, watch Trace McSorley. The guy's been winning since he was in diapers. That's, that's all he does is win. Franklin has also said that he has a man crush on Trace McSorley. He said that on Saturday, which is, is appropriate here on Man Crush Monday. But Franklin has used that term a lot before. I, if you just Google search, or not Google, uh, Twitter search, James Franklin man crush, you'll see it's he said it about Mike Hall, and he said it about Jordan Matthews at Vanderbilt. So we might need to put together the all-James Franklin man crush team sometime here on Locked On Nittany Lions. But but there's a lot of guys on that team, and, and Trace McSorley certainly deserves to be there, and he's earned that man crush. So finally, in our Monday Rewind segment, we're going to break down what this game means for Penn State moving forward. And it's kind of similar to what I said last week, partially after the pick game. This game showed that Penn State's taking steps in the right direction about what time, what kind of team it can be. And it, it definitely looked better than it did. It, it was much a much crisper performance than the Appalachian State game and the pick game for that matter. It was against the worst opponent Penn State has played this year, but still there were some promising signs there. And most coaches will tell you that they want their team to be the best version of itself by the end of the year. Penn State does not have that luxury in 2018 with Ohio State coming to town in 12 days on September 29th. And you look around at the rest of the Big Ten, how much there's been struggles from Michigan State, from Wisconsin. 
this game could decide the the Big Ten title game, and it could decide which team the Big Ten <laughs> the Big Ten sends to the college football playoff. Which is is it? I don't know. I don't know if you call it unfair. It's just the way it is that Penn State has to play what will probably be its most important game of the season in September, which is crazy. Uh, but Penn State needs to clean up a few more things. Uh, you can't have a huge touchdown come back from a, with a holding call against Ohio State. That will be a backbreaker. You can't jump off sides multiple times on, on a single possession, especially on a third or a fourth down against Ohio State. They will kill you for that. Those things definitely need to be cleaned up, and Penn State needs to be a the, a better version than it was against Kent State against Ohio State in a few weeks, but I think that Penn State did move in the right direction there. James Franklin said after the game that that they still have a smell to them. They have a funk on this team regarding things like drops and penalties and some of the other, other issues that Penn State is still working through, and he said that winning is like a deodorant, so you don't if you're three and zero, you don't. At least people on the outside don't smell them as much. Uh, so Penn State has another another test this weekend in Illinois to kind of clean some things up, I guess figuratively and literally from James Franklin's perspective. And uh, the Nittany Lions got to get most of that funk out by September 29th because their most important game of the season is coming a lot sooner than it is for most teams. So Penn State took a step in the right direction this week. They need to get a little bit better, a little bit sharper against Illinois and be as, and be be healthy and be sharp and be crisp against Ohio State because that game could decide their whole season. All right, so that is our Monday Rewind. I want to tell you a little bit about Locked On Nittany Lions sponsor, MyBookie. So since I started hosting this podcast, a lot of people have been asking me for betting advice. And honestly, I don't know who's going to win each week. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You could lay down some cash and win big today with my bookie. They have in game live betting their most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys and gals out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar on deposits up to $1,000. All you have to do is enter the promo code ONCOLLEGE, that's O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E, today. So we are back here on Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm Stephen Pianovich. We're going to spend uh, this next segment of today's show talking more about the Kent State game and kind of giving it a forward spin to, to look ahead to Penn State's Big Ten schedule and where this team is right now. We're going to do so with some fill-in-the-blank statements. Uh, I'm going to read a statement. It's going to have a blank in it as it works. And I'm going to give my answer on it, but I'm also going to tweet these out tomorrow from our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany, and I'm going to hope for a lot of fan response here to kind of get the 
gauge of where Penn State fans stand on a lot of these issues. So here is the first fill-in-the-blank statement following that Kent State game. It goes back to what James Franklin said about deodorant and how the team is is masking some of its its problems with winning. So my fill-in-the-blank statement is the funkiest smell for Penn State, meaning the biggest problem. The funkiest smell is being caused by blank. And I'm going to go my personal answer with, with drops from the wide receivers because it's been such a big issue for the past three weeks. Every week, uh, you know, it still is happening on Saturday. Uh, Penn State just can't seem to get, get avoid this issue. Trace McSorley's completion percentage is way down this season, uh, and it's really not on him as much as just him, his receivers not either being in sync or being ready for the ball or just missing it when it comes to them. So that's something they absolutely need to clean up because a, a drop on a third down or a big play against Ohio State could be the game and could change Penn State's season. All right, next fill in the blank. It's about the freshmen, a lot of whom played in Saturday's win. And the fill in the blank question statement is, the freshman who hasn't played every game, meaning not K.J. Hamler, not Micah Parsons, but the freshman who has not played a ton but has impressed you the most is blank. And my answer is Sean Clifford because he is 4 for 4 for 151 yards, two touchdowns, and is averaging 38 yards per pass attempt and also set the Penn State record for longest touchdown with a 95 yarder to Daniel George the other day. Longest passing touchdown. Um... Yeah, that's pretty cut and dry. Uh, um, there are honestly are a lot of answers for this. Um, Jesse Lukita has been great. Uh, Matt Kippenhammer caught a touchdown last week. You can say Daniel George. He caught a 95-yard touchdown, obviously. There are a handful of answers here. Jake Pinneger has hit all his extra points and one field goal. So Penn State is playing a lot of freshmen. I mean, a lot of that's due to this new redshirt rule, but there's a lot of choices, and most of them are getting valuable experience that I think will make Penn State a much better team in the future. But Clifford, look, he might not even be getting these reps if Tommy Stevens is healthy, but he's getting out there, getting some minutes, and <laughs> it's hard to make more of them than he has. It's It's been impressive to watch, even in garbage time for Sean Clifford. All right, final fill-in-the-blank here. Illinois could be a problem for Penn State if blank. I think Illinois could be a problem if Penn State lets the funky schedule get the best of them. I don't I don't think looking to ahead to Ohio State is as big as an issue as not properly, you know, having that weekly schedule that Penn State's so used to building up to a game. Everything gets pushed up by a day, and they're also traveling. Uh, so, I mean, Illinois is playing a day earlier, but at least they're at home, so they don't have to factor in help, you know, the X amount of hours it takes to uh, you know, get to Champaign for Penn State. I mean, I'm assuming they'll fly out probably that morning. I'd imagine on Friday morning they could go out there on Thursday night. But you have to factor that in. You have to move everything kind of up a day in terms of preparation and, and getting ready for this game. And I don't think that 
could cause Penn State to lose, even if they are a little bit off. But it's something that could get them off their game a little bit and make maybe make this a closer game than a lot of people think. So that could be an issue. I'm sure James Franklin will have a lot to say about that this week. It's Penn State's first of these Friday Big Ten games that, that they're trying this year, and it, they have not gotten reviewed well so far, and I expect that to continue. All right, so those are our fill-in-the-blank questions. Again, as I said, I'm going to throw these out on Twitter. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing your answers on on these issues and any other feedback you have about Penn State or the show. We're always happy to hear it. That's at LockedOnNittany on Twitter. All right, we got to step away real quickly again. But coming up in our last segment today, we'll have our Big Ten Power Rankings after a less than optimal Saturday for the conference. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Whenever I'm planning a big night out, whether I'm going to the game or seeing my favorite band in concert, Vivid Seats is my go-to place for tickets. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets of all the live events you want to go to. You can even sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving Locked On listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play today and download the Vivid Seats app. Once you have the app, use the promo code LOCKEDON and save $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and save $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Football season is back, and so is the chance to win big with FanDuel. You don't have to be a fantasy expert to win with FanDuel, and it's never been more fun or easier to play. This year, FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before with games like Gridiron Pick'em, Guru, and Beat the Score. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start playing. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Okay, we're going to close out today's Locked On Nittany Lions with this week's edition of Big Ten Power Rankings. And oh boy, it was an ugly Saturday for the Big Ten. Just tons of bad losses to non-Power 5 teams and other lousy programs. Uh, it was it was rough. Ohio State did beat TCU in primetime, so the Big Ten didn't fall completely on its face. But man, it was a bad Saturday. Starting with the number 14 team in this week's Power Rankings, who has been there all so far all season, I expect probably won't move, it's Rutgers. Rutgers lost to Kansas, which is bad in itself. Rutgers lost to Kansas by 41 points. That's unbelievable. In, in, in football, losing to Kansas by 41 in basketball, sure. In, in football, good, good Lord, Rutgers. 
Anyway, moving on. 13th in this week's countdowns, Illinois, Penn State's opponent this week. Illini look like they're about to get a pretty nice win against South Florida. They were up by 12 at the end of the third quarter. Would have made them 3-0, and given, uh, given the Illini a chance at a, at a bull bid this year, really. And then they got outscored 18-0 in the fourth quarter. at, And they were playing this game at Soldier Field in, in Chicago, and not the nicest turnout for that game either. So, yeah, tough, tough Saturday for Illinois. Number 12 this week, Nebraska. Boy, I I feel bad for Huskers fans at this point. They, they thought they knew it was going to be a rebuilding year, but to not have any wins in the first three weeks of the Scott Frost era still probably has to feel very deflating. And sure, I mean this season might be a lost cause at this point. It's about building the program back, but losing to Troy is uh, never easy to swallow, no matter what the situation is. So tough, tough one there for the Huskers. Number 11 this week is Purdue. Purdue's 0-3, but might be the best 0-3 team in the country. I would, I'd put them in the conversation at least. Uh, Boilermakers lost by three points to Missouri. It's, I mean, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for... The Big Ten's going to have like five bowl-eligible teams at this rate. Um, number 10 in this week's countdown is Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern actually beat Purdue, so they have that going for them. But since then, the Wildcats have uh, not been great. Losses to Duke in Week 2, and then they followed up with a loss to Akron in Week 3. How do you lose to Akron? So, yeah, things are, things are not going well in Evanston either. Number 9 this week is Maryland. Terps beat Texas in Week 1 again for the second straight year, and again, it looks like they're just going to fade away into mediocrity for the rest of the season. Maryland got blown out by Temple and Temple's first two games were losses to Villanova and FCS school and Buffalo. So, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like the Terps are going to be much of a threat either. Indiana is number eight this week because Indiana is three and zero. They beat Ball State this week. Good job, Hoosiers. Have they beaten? Have they really beaten anybody? No, but they haven't lost. The same exact thing can be said to for our number seven team in the countdown, which is Minnesota. Actually, the Gophers do have a better win. That's why they're ahead of Indiana is because they beat Fresno State, who's a, who's a pretty good team who's going to make a bowl game and probably win nine or ten games. So Minnesota does have that win. And, hey, quietly, P.J. Flex building a team that maybe could win could win four or five conference games this year in what could be an ugly Big Ten West. Uh, six in this countdown is Michigan State. Spartans were off this week, which is better than what happened last week when they lost to Arizona State. They are 1-1. One Wisconsin, fifth this week after losing at home to BYU. Certainly a game that Wisconsin shouldn't have lost. And it's just, Wisconsin has this all in front of them. Is I mean, they, they have a non-conference schedule that should have tested them a little bit, but not given them a loss and kept those college playoff, college football playoff hopes alive. And it should have, but Paul Chris' team came up short on Saturday. They missed a, a game-tying field goal at the end of the game. Uh, so, I mean, they could still win the Big Ten. I mean, Wisconsin could run the table. I think that's unlikely now, especially with games at Michigan and at Penn State and then and presumably the Big Ten championship game. But they could go 11-1, and win 12-1, win the Big Ten and probably still miss the playoff because of that loss, potentially. We'll see. Uh, number four this week is Iowa. Hawkeyes are 3-0. 
they play Wisconsin this week, and I think it could be almost kind of like Penn State, Ohio State might determine the Big Ten, that the Big Ten West in this case might determine the division in September, which is nuts. But the Hawkeyes have looked good. They held Iowa State to three points in Week Two, and then Iowa State lost, but they gave Oklahoma a great game on Saturday. So maybe the Hawkeyes are better than a lot of people think. Number three this week is Michigan. Wolverines, you know, they blew, blew the doors off of SMU, but the offenses looked a lot better against uh, against teams that aren't Notre Dame. And I think Jim Harbaugh's team could be heading in the right place and still, I think, is a really big threat to, <clears throat> to win the Big Ten, to win the Big Ten East. I, Michigan has has a chance to get itself right before it plays crucial games against Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State later in the season. Penn State is number two this week to move up because Wisconsin lost, and the, and the Nittany Lions looked a lot better. They're trending in the right direction, as we talked about earlier on this show, and uh, it's all going to... The table is looking like it's going to be set for a huge showdown against the number one team in this week's countdown, which is Ohio State, of course. Buckeyes again prove themselves in a big primetime game, scored 40 points against TCU, held them off when they needed to, and they got the job done in a technically a neutral site game, but I was impressed with how many Ohio State fans were there. Uh, the Buckeyes are very talented, and they they will have a chance to win every game this season. Their toughest game, though, might come against Penn State in just a few weeks. So that is this week's Big Ten Power Rankings. We will keep having these 14 through 1 rankings for the rest of the season each uh, either Monday or Tuesday here on Locked on Nittany Lions, assuming that uh, the Big Ten doesn't drop Rutgers as a member before the end of the season. Could happen, though, uh, the way it's going. (laughs) But, no, we'll have those each week. And uh, that is uh, Big Ten play starts this week, so we should, you know, (laughs) at least Big Big Ten teams will win. 50% 50% of the games they play against each other. So that's good news. They, they probably won't have a week as bad as this one again until till bowl season. So those are our Big Ten Power Rankings. And this has been another episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you as always for listening. As I mentioned earlier, you can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. You can also find me, Steven Pianovich, there at S Pianovich. That's S P I A N O V I C H. We are definitely looking for feedback on our fill-in-the-blank questions from today's show and just any other general questions or comments you have are, are always appreciated there. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and please leave a rating and a review or a comment as we continue to grow this show now in its fourth full week. So thank you for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday looking ahead to Penn State's Friday night game against Illinois and also the Big Ten season. Take care.